Hi, welcome to episode three of my podcast. Um, episode three of series two, I would add, there are a lot more episodes in series one. Um, but last week I did a um, podcast on some race day tips for runners, people who were maybe new to running sort of organised races and had one coming up in the training, things that they could start to think about now that would make the actual day itself a little bit more enjoyable. Um, got a reasonable amount of good feedback from that. People found it useful and um, happily. So I thought it might be useful to carry on that and do another few tips for um, running. If you're somebody who signed up for a race um, and maybe doesn't have lots of experience, maybe it's the first race, maybe um, it's the first race of a new distance, maybe um, there's run one or two, but still feel quite new, still feel a little bit um, like um, they're in a slightly foreign territory. Um, so I thought I'd do another five tips. Um, my last five, if you didn't listen to the podcast, focused on the race day itself and making the day more enjoyable, things that you can think about now that um, can then make the actual day itself when you're running, probably around about April, May time, um, a little bit more pleasant. Today's tips, I'm going to talk about training itself. So five tips that will help you um, hopefully train for whatever distance you might be looking to run in the next few months. Because um, like I say, or like I said in the last podcast, there are um, sort of often a lot of marathons around about the April, May time, um, lots of half marathons from sort of April onwards, all the way up to sort of October, November. Um, and then around about sort of May and through the summer, you'll often find a lot of 10Ks and a lot of 5Ks and things like the Race for Life series is there often sort of over the late spring, summer period. Um, so if you have signed up for a race, this is probably the sort of time where you're either thinking about starting your um, training or you're just starting your training or you're maybe in your training, depending on what you are running for. So some of these tips might be useful, some of them might not, depending on where you are in training, um, but they're all food for full, even if they're not entirely relevant for you, I hope. So tip number one is get a training plan. Sounds really, really obvious, um, but you'd actually be surprised um, how many people sign up for a race and then do train like they go out on the run but they don't actually follow a plan and um, reason following a plan is useful is that um almost all running plans um all good running plans or decent running plans um are designed to start you from wherever you are up to the distance that you are training for they'll have a variety of different runs in them different distances um different types of running and they will help you get to the point where you are capable of doing the distance that you want to do on the day and hopefully if you are aiming for a certain time also get you to the time um class that you're hoping to do on the day and um, so there's loads of different ways you can get a plan there are absolutely loads of free plans on the internet and um, very often if you sign up for a big run so something like one of the great run series so like the manchester 10k the great north run um, oh, the Bristol half, things like that. Um, that running company and that organizer has race plans on their website. Um, and they're both, they are generic, but you can also type in sort of like how often you can train, um, and where you're currently at and what distance you're training for. And it will sort of tailor it a little bit. 
um, you can equally um, go on lots of different websites um, and just search race plans and find some actually really decent plans that are for free. Um, running magazines, they're brilliant for tips, um, great for getting ideas. And they will almost always, every issue, have some form of race plan on. They normally do like a, almost like an annual. You remember like an old school annual when you were a kid, um, like the football team annual or whatever. Um, a lot of running magazines will often do like an almost like annual type running magazine each year that kind of has race plans for different distances and different um, levels in it. So they're good sources. Um, the websites, um, of running magazines, they always have quite good plans, and they're all free. Um, you can buy books. Um, there are some decent books out there that have some quite good race plans in them. Um, so Amazon is a great place to have a look. Um, or you can pay for a coach, get a coach, um, either buy a running plan off of a coach, um, or employ a PT, um, and let them train you. So obviously, it depends on how. Um, how you feel about um, running in the first place, um, what kind of level of support you need, and I suppose your budget as well. Um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with getting a free plan. Um, I sell running plans, I am a PT, but I would never say to someone, oh, well, you shouldn't use a free plan. Um, I've seen some really, really good ones. I've used some of them before. So if you want to do that, absolutely fine. Um, not an issue, and it will probably get you really good results. Um, obviously, the thing with anything where you're going to either buy a plan to just follow or buy a book that's got a plan in it or a magazine that's got a plan in it or you're going to use a free one you found on the internet is you do have to keep yourself accountable um so i suppose the thing i would say is if you um do know that you're going to need that accountability or support or if you feel a little bit lacking in confidence and you um would maybe like some help with that that's when paying a coach, um, paying a PT, paying a coach, um, can really come into its own. Um, I mean, I know people who have paid a PT to run with them on training runs. Personally, uh, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about that. Um, if somebody wanted me to do it with them, would I? Yeah, maybe, if they really, 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 really wanted it. Um, I'd probably much more encourage someone to not waste their money on having someone run next to them for an hour at a time. Um, I feel like a bit of a, that was a bit of a swizz taking their money personally. Um, but um, certainly I've worked with people um, and I have also a training plan that I sell where you do the runs yourself um, following a plan, but you have check-ins with me or even you know, maybe you've done PT sessions with someone where the sessions I do with them are more gym-based, more cross-training-based, sort of working on things that will benefit running, but the actual training runs you do for yourself with feedback from me or encouragement from me or chatting to me about it and advice. Um, so having a coach, I think, can really help. A, keep you accountable if you need somebody to just make sure you are getting out and doing runs. Um, and also sort of just give you feedback on how you're finding those runs, adjusting the training plan um, in little ways if you need to, um, and also just advising on other things you can do around the training runs to um, help your runs improve. Um, but whichever way you choose to do it, getting an actual training plan in place and following it 
is probably one of the best things you can do when training for a run um, it's going to help you actually get to the point where you can run and it's probably also just going to help you feel better more in control less nervous um, and it's just nice to be able to get to the starting point on a run and know that you can do that distance and you are fit enough and that you're not going to you know really really struggle so a training plan gives you that structure to help you build up and build up safely and build up steadily um, whereas obviously if you don't have a training plan and you just go out and sort of run two three times a week um, you are getting running practice you are building up stamina you are building up endurance um, but you're not necessarily progressing um, and you're not necessarily going to know that you're at the point that you need to be on the day to be able to run the distance that you want to be able to run equally without a training plan it can be really easy to sort of go health and lever when you first start running um, and injure yourself, go too fast too soon, go too far too soon. Um, so playing a plan kind of just helps you keep that in check. Um, so tip number two is um, do different things in your training, mix it up. Um, and I don't just mean mix it up as in do other things other than running, um, although I will come to that later. Um, I mean mix up your runs. So again, this is why it's really useful to have a training plan because a good training plan should do this. But what you really don't want to be doing is just going out and running the same distance at the same pace every single time you go after a run. Um, while that will help you build up some endurance, A, it's pretty damn boring, um, and B, it won't actually help you progress. Um, it won't help you get faster. It won't help you increase your distance. Um, so um, a good way of training be to split your runs up so you maybe have a couple of shorter runs in a week and then a longer run in a week and um, depending on what distance you're training for um which is also good for time because i mean you know like some people do and depends on how fast you are some people do have time to do a really long run every day most of us don't a lot of us don't um so in terms of time having some shorter runs as well as maybe a long run each week can help you actually stick to your training. Um, but also it will help with things like speed um, because on the shorter runs, you can work on your pace, you can go faster, um, you can try and cover more distance, you can try and reduce your time per kilometer, per mile. Um, and that speed work can then help you in your longer runs. Um, it can make your pace feel better as you're running um, for longer, at a slower pace. Um, because you've been used to running at a faster pace um, and it'll help also um, your speed as you start to go over longer distances as well. So mixing up the distances um, helps with both performance but it also helps with um, actually sticking to the plan. And then equally you want to add in some um, interval work, some speed work and tempo work. Um, so not every single one of your runs will necessarily need to be a distance or time-based run. Um, sometimes you want to go out and you want to do um, sort of short interval sprinting runs to help with speed, to, to help with being able to sprint at the finish, to help increase your endurance, um, help your pace on longer runs. Um, and also, as again, just to keep it interesting. So. Sometimes you might be running for um, a distance, so you know, like 3K, 5K, 10K, however long. Sometimes you might be running for a time, so you might just go out and do 50 minutes as fast as you can, 10 minutes as fast as you can, 30 minutes, steady pace. Um, 
sometimes you might be going out and doing intervals so doing 100 meter sprints um with a 30 second rest um 200 meters with a 30 second rest um you can also do um tempo runs fartlet runs where you um you go out and you just run at different paces um almost at random intervals so you can do sort of like i'm gonna jog for a bit um now i'm gonna sprint to that tree now i'm gonna jog for a bit to catch my breath um, then I'm going to run at my 10k race pace um, for two minutes. Then I'm going to walk for a minute. Then I'm going to, um, and you can literally sort of play with your tempo and say, so go out for a 30 minute run, a 60 minute run, a 20 minute run, whatever you want, um, and just play with the tempos and mix it up. And what these things do is, like I said, they keep them interesting, um, which is actually really useful especially if you're new to running and you're not necessarily someone who really, really enjoys running. If you're trying to get into running um, and you don't, some people find running just therapeutic, but if you're sort of actually trying to get into running, um, keeping it interesting is actually really helpful. Like I say, it helps you manage your time because it means that not every single run has to be the same length of time. And then it really helps with your endurance. It really helps with your pace um, because you're not always running at the same pace in every single session. Um, and those faster runs will help you um, increase your speed on race day and then in your longer runs. Um, and also sometimes you'll want to be doing easy pace runs. So you might go out for 30 minutes, but it's actually a much slower pace than you would normally run, um, say, on the race day. And those runs are really important because they're going to help you recover. You're still getting the miles in, you're still working the legs, you're still keeping up the running um, and building up your endurance, but you're also letting your body recover a little bit um, and not always pushing at 100. Um, because, you you know, it's really easy to get injured. It's really easy to overexert when you're training for a run, especially if it's a really long run, especially if it's a half marathon, marathon, particularly marathon um, or an ultra. It's really, really easy to end up pushing the body to that point where you start to get niggles, you start to get injuries. Um, and so having different paced runs and recovery runs mixed in to your um, schedule um, help sort of mitigate against that. So having a plan, point number one, this kind of merges into it. Point number two is mixing up your runs. Um, having a plan will essentially cover point number two but you don't want to be doing the same sodding run every single session oh my god it would be like kill me now so tip number three um again kind of ties into tip number one and tip number two um train for the race distance that you are planning to run um so if you are planning to run a 5K, get a 5K plan, 10K, 10K plan, half marathon, half marathon plan, marathon, marathon plan. Because they all start at different places and they all build up in different ways. And they have different numbers of sessions in. The fact of the matter is, is if you are a beginner and you are training for a 5K, you are not going to be doing as many sessions a week as if you are a beginner and you are training for a marathon. Simple. Um, obviously, the, the longer the distance, the more time you're going to have to commit to your training. Um, and you kind of know that when you sign up, I think, for a race, right? Um, but, like, 
just think about it logically. If you have signed up for a 5K run, you do not have to be going out and running every fucking day. You don't, honestly. Um, if you've signed up for a marathon, you are much closer to getting um, to the point where you are going to be running most days, many days. You are going to have rest days, but you are going to be running probably every day. Um, so, yes, yeah, so if you've signed up for 5K or 10K, do you know what? You don't have to absolutely punish your body. Um, you know, don't feel like in order to have a successful race day, you have to be pounding the pavements constantly because you really, really don't for 5K, 5K 10K. Um, but equally, if you've signed up for a marathon or a half marathon um, and you think that you can only go out and run once a week, twice a week, uh, you might not enjoy race day very much, just saying. Um, so get a plan that is appropriate for the distance that you are going to be running. Um, because obviously the point of training is that you train to get to the point on when you get to the start line, you're going to be able to run that distance. Um, so, you know, don't go overboard, um, but also be aware that you don't want to be under training either because that will not make race day very much fun. And obviously that comment is based on somebody who's a complete beginner to running. Um, obviously, if you're an experienced runner, um, you're starting from a different um, level of fitness and therefore you probably like don't really need this podcast. Um, and also, if you are, say, a fitness professional who loves people who teach group acts do teach, listen to this podcast, I know that. And um, obviously, if you are a fitness professional, you're already going to be starting from a certain level of fitness. So slightly different for you, you know, you can possibly do different numbers of training sessions and actually be able to do a longer run without an issue. Um, and your training might look a little bit different. So you'd be the kind of people that actually probably were talking to somebody about your schedule and about your training if you were like looking to get into running um, and didn't already run, but do do a lot of fitness stuff. Um, but yeah, pick a plan that is relevant to the distance that you're going to run. If you're looking to run multiple races in one season, um, I've done that before. Um, one year for charity, I tried to run a certain number of miles in an organised um, in organised races across the year, and therefore I ran like a marathon, um, four or five half marathons, and ten k's, and some five k's, um, and like some five milers, all in one year. Um, and so. Training obviously was a bit weird because um, I was running different distances at different times. Um, so if you're doing something like that, again, it might be worth just having a chat with somebody about planning your training so that you are um, training, obviously, for the ultimate distance, probably the longest distance, but um, integrating the other races into that um, training plan so that you're at the point where when you're about to run a 10k, you're in a sort of position where you're ready to run a 10k and then when you're about to run a 5k you're in a position where you're in a good shape to run a 5k um and so on but then when you get to the point where you're half or your marathons you're at the point to run them um because if you are doing multiple races in one season you obviously don't want to be doing like you ridiculously long run for a marathon the day before a 5k sprint and so on and so forth um so yeah if you're at that kind of stage then maybe that's the sort of time where you might want to think you know what I need to talk to somebody and just sort of get some ideas about um, planning your training in, and your races into one. Um, 
but you again if you're doing something like that you are probably actually um a pretty committed runner so you probably already know that um so points one two three all very much very linked into you know have a plan um get a plan that's organized that someone's written um that has some experience in running um and if you follow that it's mixed up um, and it's specific for the distance that you're going to run actually you'll probably find that you can and you stick to it obviously and you will probably find that you get to the point when you're at the start line that you feel pretty confident that you feel okay that you're going to be able to do this um fourth tip is again still linked to training is integrate in a little bit of cross training so stuff that is not just running um really important i think mentally so that you don't get so utterly bored um and it's really important physically um to keep you fit and healthy um, and strong some strength training um core training um mobility training flexibility training all of those things are going to aid your running and keep you fit and healthy um a strong core um a strong body is really really beneficial for a runner um because you i mean you really use your core when you're running um obviously having strong legs is going to help you um generally you know your posture and everything um, comes into play when you're running so some strength training is um um absolutely i would say a must as part of the running program um rather than just going out and doing running um equally um i would say some specific core work i personally less bothered about because i think that you'll do that within your strength training anyway if you're strength training um, I've got also some mobility work, some things, um, either some specific kind of mobility work for runners um, or more generically, if you want to make a class, say some yoga, classes, things like that are going to really help you. And some specific stretch sessions, you know, like setting aside some time um, at least two or three times a week to do some specific, you know, like in-depth stretching, stretching for 15, 20 minutes is really going to help you with your running it's going to help you reduce injury um, help you feel stronger um, on the day um, and just yeah because you can end up really 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 tired and really really achy from a lot of running so um, adding in some other kinds of training um, very beneficial fitness wise very very beneficial mentally um, and you know what you know if you're running a lot you probably do not need to add in any more cardio um personally i don't think depending on how many times you're going out and running if you're doing a 5k training plan you know you can maybe mix up the cardio as well if you're doing a marathon training plan you need to add in like some cycling and some swimming yeah probably not but i mean if you have the time and the energy and the inclination it's not gonna hurt um but again i suppose at that point just be aware um if you are adding extra cardio in on top of extra, uh, on top of your running, on top of strength training, um, just think about how much training you're actually doing in a week, um, and be aware of overtraining, um, because you really don't want to get to the point where you are so utterly exhausted by the time you get to the race that you are cut it. Um, and my fifth point, my fifth tip, um, is 
regarding listening to your body and resting and injuries. Um, depending on how experienced you are and what um, what you're training for, um, you might well encounter some niggles along the way. Um, even if you're training for a 5k, if you've never run before, chances are at some point you are going to feel something, you know, like ache a little bit, um, potentially like a little pull, a little niggle, you know, not necessarily something like a full out and out injury, but like a little like, ooh. Um, if you are training for a marathon or a half marathon, you're almost certainly at some point going to come across some kind of running injury, shall we say. Um, even in like a just um, a really, um, you know, like a subtle kind of form. Um, listen to your body. And if, if it's like Dom's, if it's just like I'm a little bit sore and tired, that's fine. That's okay. You can push through that, you know. Um, obviously be aware that, that Dom's are not something that you want to aim for in fitness they're sort of your body saying that wow you really pushed me um you really i did something that i'm not used to doing um which is why you get doms quite badly when you first start exercising and um, and why sort of like exercise instructors who are doing multiple 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 classes a day don't often seem to suffer from them it's because their bodies are used to doing what they're doing um so um while it's it's Often seen as something like to aim for it. If I have really got done, it must have worked really, really hard. Be aware that um, you could work equally as hard then in the next like four or five sessions doing the same thing and not get done. And it's not that you didn't work hard. So your body has started to adjust to doing that work. And therefore, um, it's when you're kind of doing something beyond what your body is has got used to that you're going to start feeling doms again um so while you will sometimes feel sort of the impact and not just doms but you know even just tightness in running um after sort of like doing your longer runs um i would say that that feeling that suffering after running is not something that you necessarily want to aim for because if you're following a plan and you're building up sensibly and steadily, your body shouldn't feel that, oh, that's like soreness after every session because you should be building up your miles at a nice, sensible pace. So if you are feeling like frequently like really, really sore, then you maybe need to think about are you pushing yourself too fast or are you pushing yourself too much and overtraining? Um, but generally, like obviously, like just being a little bit tired or a little bit achy is not is not an injury it's not something necessarily to be concerned about um unless it's all the time um but if you have like a little like like a twinge you know when you kind of like you're walking after a session and you're kind of like oh oh when i go in that angle it hurts a bit or if oh if i do that it hurts a bit or oh if i move in this position it kind of like a little bit um Obviously, things like that, they might not be out-and-out out injuries, but but there's potential there. Um, so get used to listening to your body, get used to feeling those differences. And if you think, like, you might have pulled something or, like, ooh, something's not quite right, pull back for a couple of days, let your body recover. Um, go easy. 
maybe have to go out for a run, like if you feel like I've really got to stay on track, try switching your sessions around, do one of your lighter sessions on that day for a couple of days, or like, you know, an easy run or a shorter run, um, or maybe do some, you know, yoga or something instead, and go running on a different day, um, and let your body kind of recover before you go to think. Very often then those things will almost sort themselves out. Um, if you have an injury that hurts, um, especially if you're putting weight on it or, you know, like is actually painful when you're running, just don't run, just stop, rest. Let yourself recover and then come back in because as much as people get really panicky, especially when they're training for things like half marathons and marathons of like, oh, like shit, I can't take it. a week out of training um, and they try and push through injuries. Well, you know what? Like you make an injury worse and you end up having to take two, three weeks out of training you definitely ain't going to be making that run. Whereas, you know, if you're, like, doing a 16-week training plan and you've been, like, going and you've stuck to it for eight weeks and you need to take one week out, you will probably still be all right, like, genuinely. And you will, if you've got, if you've actually got an injury, you'll be much better off doing that than trying to push through it and so to make it be much, much worse and end up missing two, three, four weeks of the training plan. Um, so listen to your body and respect injuries um if you feel like you need to take some rest take some rest and um, because and i've said this to people who like you know struggled with overtraining before like genuinely as much as you might have put a lot of effort into say training for a marathon or something believe me i've been there and um you know you really don't want to get to that point where you've been training for weeks and weeks and weeks and then you like just as something's coming up something happens and like you feel like all of that training's gone to waste and you know your body is the body you have for a very very long time hopefully and um certainly the whole of your life and um no one particular event is worth cocking it up so much and that it then prevents you from doing other things in the future um and obviously that happens to people at times and sometimes it happens and there's absolutely nothing that that person can do about it um in the case of training for a race and running when injured there's certainly you know that's a choice you're making and you can certainly choose to look after your body um, and choose not to give yourself longer term injuries um, even if they're not like life changing but you can choose not to give yourself longer term injuries or overtrain um, even if it then affects your race plans um, so that would be my fifth tip. So hopefully they've been um, useful. Slightly different vibe from the first five, because the first five were really about actual race day and about how to prep for race day. These five were much more about how to approach training um, and things to think about when you're actually thinking about the training for a run itself. Um, but the one big thing to remember about, if you are about to run your first race, um, in the next month or so, few months, um, is um, enjoy it. Like, realistically, these races are for fun. You know, people run them for charity, people run them for personal challenges. Obviously, some people run them because they want to do them in a certain time or they want to beat a certain person. And all of those things are absolutely perfectly fine. But regardless of any of those things, they are ultimately fun. And we're not professionals. Um, there are obviously some people running it like as an actual professional race with points and athletic associations and so on. 
but generally, you know, for like the vast majority of people, running and become enjoy them, enjoy the training. Um, because if you don't enjoy it, you won't stick to it, and it's like anything in terms of exercise. So enjoy it. Don't like put too much pressure on yourself. Um, and if stuff happens, stuff happens. That's okay. Um, what matters is that you a enjoy the actual process of training, and that you feel good from it, and you feel some benefit. And um, and if those things don't happen, then you know it, it all becomes a little bit like black um, and not good. So um, at any point. If you are feeling stressed about it, just remember that. Um, and hopefully this was useful. But I shall be back shortly with another podcast. Um, probably also on running, to be honest with you, because there's a few other things that people have asked about um, that might be good topics for podcasts. Um, but there'll be some other kind of topics thrown in there too over the coming months. Um, because I don't want this to become purely a running podcast because um, I'm quite frankly not the best runner. Um, even though I do it reasonably often um, and there's other things I want to talk about too. but I have hope this is of some use to some of you um, and I hope you have a really good day whatever you might be doing and hopefully I will um, speak to you soon if not here in person or if not in person here um, have a good day thank you